Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Please Ask Mickey, uh, a podcast about being real, about being a woman, about being a mum, and just talking about the shit that nobody else is really talking about and is too afraid to talk about. So, without further ado, seeing as we're talking about shit that no one's talking about, um, I have an awesome guest on today, uh, the beautiful Emma Neverson. Welcome. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. So good to be here. <laughs> um, Emma is, well, she's a designer and an artist and a photographer. That's like her, you know, what she'll write down um, at the doctor's office when it says occupation. But her her passion is helping people to essentially translate their truth. Like she uh, is an, a self, all about self-expression and trying to help people, um, I guess, express themselves and translate that for them and another huge passion of hers well it is just women essentially um Mm -hmm. but also what I have you on here today to talk about is our menstrual cycles which is yeah I know I love it I'm like yes let's talk about bleeding out of our vaginas <laughs> oh, See how many people we can make uncomfortable. Um, but yes, yeah, so tell if just let me know if was there anything that I missed in your intro? How about you introduce yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was really perfect. Yeah, look, what we write down on the doctor's certificate, meh. Um, <laughs> no, that's just way too kind of seriously as my business, but my absolute passion is just with yeah, helping people translate their truth through self expression and. For me, that's through anything creative. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how this menstruation calendar was born because I'm a designer by um, background. I was able to kind of get all of this information together about menstruation and the cycles of the moon and put it into a format that is beautiful and that women seem to be resonating with so well. So I'm really thankful for my gifts of creativity because they allow me to do my real work, which is um, helping people with self-expression and self-development and um yeah, it's kind of stepping into their power, really. Yeah, I love that. Also, for anyone that didn't hear, you said moonstration calendar, not menstruation. So, yeah, that was what you did here, just in case anyone, because I didn't mention that. But, yeah, you, you've created this beautiful moonstration calendar. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, on my journey, I kind of, First of all, I had no idea about my menstrual cycle. I was on the pill for eight years, went through a really bad sense of depression and was kind of told, you know, maybe you should go off the pill. So I went off the mm-hmm. pill and I didn't get my period for about six months. Um, and that was terrifying. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I, that kind of led me into this big journey about like reconnecting with my body. And as I've gone on that journey, I realized that, not only do we as women have four phases of our menstrual cycle, but the moon actually has four phases of its cycle as well. And that um, ancestrally, women are supposed to sync with the cycle of the moon. They are one in the same. Our hormones wax and wane as the moon does. Um, yeah. Women are meant to bleed together um, and on the new moon when it's dark. Um, on the new moon? Kind of oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was the yeah. new moon or the full moon. Yeah, so um, we back in the day when we would have all sunk together, we would, yeah, bleed all together on the new moon when it was dark. Yeah. Um, and that's what we like to refer to as winter. So we all go introspective with the basically the light of the moon. So it's dark in the new moon. So we all kind of go introspective then. 
and then we all ovulate together when the moon is full because when the moon is full, it's an its max energy. And as women, when we are ovulating, that's when we have the most hormones. So we're mm-hmm. at our full energy. That makes so much sense. It's so beautiful. It's so, then, so yeah. poetic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And it just breaks my heart that all of this information has just been lost. I know, um, and the and beauty we're so of it. Connected. Yeah, it's so amazing. So then I basically just collated all of this information um, into a calendar. And I just did it for me. I was like, no, I really need to connect with this. I need to understand my cycle and how I fit with the moon and keep a, like a log and a track of that. So then mm. I created the calendar. And now it's just this amazing product that everyone seems to want to get their hands on, which is mm-hmm. so, so great because it's so powerful. The information is so powerful because basically like each phase of the moon, they all have different expressions and lend themselves to different energies um, depending on where our hormones are at. Like, like I said, when we ovulate, we have the most hormones. So that's when we are like super externally creative, productive. We want to share and give. We have so much energy because that's when all of our, like I said, our hormones are at their max. Um, but then as we like move down the menstrual cycle into menstruation, that's when we have low energy. All our hormones are low and they're decreasing and we, need to slow down, be still, and reflect. And as I did more research, they match the phases of the moon. When the moon's full, it's like at its peak energy. So it's like really creative and clarity, and that's when we should be producing. And then when it wanes back down to its um, new moon, that's when it's like time for setting intentions and letting go and like the beginning. And so it's so amazing that they match so perfectly. Wow, that's so amazing. Um yeah, like I, I love the the power that, um, like the the power of just the potential that we I feel like we're missing out on by missing out on that um, that like connection with the moon and with our cycles. Like that's something yeah. we don't have anymore. We we there's so much shame around bleeding. There's so much shame around our periods. Like we shove tampons up there. We take the pill. We put rods in our bodies. We tell our body over and over and over again that whatever you do, do not make a baby. Whatever you do, do not bleed. Like this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And then we sit there and wonder why we have so, like, so many problems, so many problems, just even physically as far as, like, PCOS and endometriosis and infertility, like, so many of these issues that is in more women than not. Yeah, and even just down to, like, painful periods, like women who can't get out of bed and, like, it's just insane that this part of us that's so intrinsic, it's so natural, has been so shamed that we're now experiencing like severe symptoms um, around it. And we've just kind of lost connection with this part of us being the most important aspect for us recognizing our health and where we are in terms of our health. It's the perfect indicator. It tells us we are in so much pain when we menstruate because we need to rest and we're not. Our body Mm. is sending us all of these signals all of the time that we're just ignoring and we're not listening to. So then, yeah, it just continues this shame cycle and then the periods get more painful, we get more symptoms and then we start getting all of these conditions that you just mentioned um, and they're only getting worse because we hear the symptoms and we don't change, we continue. We continue suppressing it and ignoring it. Yeah, wow. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more? I know you started telling us a bit about your journey with your um, cycle. How did you manage to get it back after going off the pill? 
Like, what was it that really, um, like, how do you think that you got it back? Honestly, for me, I think it was all internal. Yeah. I think it was really just, I didn't do anything in terms of, like, changing my diet or, you know, doing anything, a doctor or anything like that. For me, mm-hmm. it was really just going internal and acknowledging my body and the beauty of menstruating and really, like, as woo-woo as it sounds, I would, like, lie on my bed when I would wake up and I would put my hands, like, on my womb and just, like, lie there and just try and connect back with myself with this part of myself that I'd never spoken about. I wouldn't even say the word bleed. I wouldn't tell anyone when I was bleeding. In fact, quite the opposite. I would hide it. Mm. Um, and I would skip it. I would skip my period and, like, what? Um, oh, yes, yeah. same thing. So I think, yeah, it's crazy. And so I think for me it was really just about connecting back in with my body and its beauty and the power of it and just allowing it. And um, it kind of slowly returned after, yes, about six months. And then ever since then it's just been this massive journey and, like, it would come back and I would have it one, one week and then I'd not have it for a week and then it would come back and I'm like, okay, like, and then I wouldn't have it for six weeks and then it would come back again and, Slowly and slowly, slowly, it just kind of started to all fit back in together with a normal cycle. And funny enough, this part's extra woo-woo, but at the, the month that I actually found out that our menstrual cycles are supposed to be in line with the moon, I, in my own mind, kind of thought, oh, we must bleed with the full moon. There was absolutely no education behind that. That was just a guess that I'd made. And <laughs> well, same. Yeah, that's cra- what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest part was, that month, I got my period the day of the full moon. Fuck, and, yeah. Right? And I was like, whoa, this is weird. So then I kind of went on this, and then I got it every month on the full moon for about probably four or five months. Yeah. Um, on the day of, perfectly every single month. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. Um, and all I'd done to do that was just found the information. Someone told me, hey, you know, we actually align with the cycles of the moon. And then that month I connected. I was like, whoa, this is powerful. And then um, a few months after that, yeah, probably about five months, I found out that actually it's more healthy to be bleeding with the new moon in terms of like ancestrally what they used to do and in terms of like matching the energies of the moon. So then mm. that month my cycle flipped halfway through and I bled on the new moon. So I bled two weeks early and was synced with the new moon. And I did nothing externally. All I did was be aware of that. And that blew my mind. I was like, okay, this is powerful. Like, this is really powerful, this information. And I think a few of my friends did exactly the same. One of my um, housemates, actually, she just started bleeding um, on the day of the new moon and her cycle has been out of sync for as long as she can remember. And as soon as I gave her a calendar and as soon as she was aware, bled on the new moon. And I was like, there you go. That's so amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was bleeding on the full. I I always synced with the full moon because that's. And it was, and it like I didn't start syncing with the full moon until I was same as you. I was aware that we did sync with the moon and I just assumed the same. I never looked into it or anything. Someone like I just saw something about, you know, how we um, our cycles connect with moon cycles and I was like, yeah, well, I guess like it would be the full moon, you know, that we bleed and 
Um, so yeah, I was, I started cycling up with the full moon, um, interestingly enough, but now I'm so excited to get my period back (laughs) because, and this happened last time as well. When I was pregnant, I just learned so much about our cycles and like not even as much as this time, but just started to, um, and I guess when you fall pregnant, um, for me, I like never thought that I could fall pregnant and then it was a surprise when I fell pregnant. So there was a lot going on, but it was such an appreciation. I so much appreciation for my body and what it was capable of. And I think any woman does when you do, um, when you're growing life, like all of a sudden you just, your mind expands as far as like, what else can my body do? What else is my body capable of? What am I not listening to like what am I not being in tune with because there's nothing more intuitive than growing a person you know like even people that you know are quite disconnected um, from themselves often will become more connected with themselves when they're growing a person because how can you not like your body like your mind is literally telling your your body to make a fucking person like that's nuts and yet we we're like and yet we depend on things outside of ourselves to heal ourselves every day like all the time we have no faith in our own body and yet we can make a whole fucking human being so without even thinking about it right yeah i know you have no idea it's just happening exactly so if like imagine if you if you had as much trust in your ability to make that person, in your whole body as you did in the ability to make that person. Exactly. Like yeah, imagine. It's incredible. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. Like it's so powerful. And I think as women we've been so shunned and so shamed because we're so powerful. So they've kind of mm. like suppressed us so much. Like no, 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 no. Um that we don't even recognize it. We don't know how powerful we are and we don't know how connected this amazing part of us makes us to the environment and to the earth. So we just don't know. This information is so hidden, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really is. I mean, for like for years and for centuries and for, you know, everything like woman-related was all about like out of sight, out of mind. Like you keep your mouth shut. I was even talking to my grandfather the other night. We were discussing um, giving birth (laughs) at the dinner table, which and my wow, sorry, I call him my wawa. My (laughs) my wawa is like just your classic old, like eighty year old Aussie guy. Like he never changed a nappy (laughs) in his life. Um, He never, you know, like, but he worked every single day for his family and you yeah. know he's an incredible man but and my nana stayed at home every single day and she baked and she cooked and she went to tennis and she did all that kind of stuff and she was a wonderful wonderful mother um and nana and but they were just like that generate they were just the perfect picture of that generation and my grandfather was telling me about how, because I don't know, I was talking, because I'm quite open, even my family, I'm just the black, the black sheep, everyone's just like, oh, Jesus, here we go, Michaela's going to tell us about oh, a I period of the you. dinner table. <laughs> 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 like everyone, like, you can't talk about your period in front of Wawa, Michaela. Um, and so 
I was talking about, I don't know, giving birth to Maddie or something like that. And my wife said to me, he's like, you know, we were, men were never allowed in the hospital rooms, like, wow. you know, when women were giving birth. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we, he was telling me a story about how it was flooding at the Royal Brisbane Hospital. And he was lucky to get in there to see um, my uncle, like, after he was born. And, like, so they weren't even there for the labor. They did not go up to the hospital. They did not do wow. that. They were like, once the baby was born, they were, they said, hey, your baby's been born. You can come up and meet them. But they looked at them through, like, they were all the newborns are just chucked into the nursery, like in movies, like in Friends, yeah. after Rachel had her baby. And they're all just, <laughs> like, lined up in a room. <laughs> My God. And they're just looking at these babies. Yeah, I know. It's and it was, it was more... I guess it was more of like it's like it was like a transaction almost like it's like it's like animals in the wild like they know yeah. they had their roles they had their specific roles like the man like anything the woman did was like the woman's business and that was like for her to take care of I don't want to know that you're bleeding I don't want to know that you're having a period I don't know I don't want to know that you're having a baby Whatever, no, I'll come up when it's done. I don't want to see the baby home. Yeah, bring the baby home. I don't want to see any of the gross stuff. Like, I watched a birth oh. video the other day of what Chris would have seen because he caught Maddie, um, wow. of like head coming out of vagina, and I was like, "Fuck me, I'm so sorry." <laughs> I was like dry reaching like I love like birth is beautiful and whatnot but I'm not one of those people that can watch birth videos because I hate gross stuff <laughs> like I hate gruesome stuff <laughs> I don't want to know <laughs> and so I'm watching this video and I'm like I'm like oh my god babe I can't believe you saw that side of me and I shat myself so like that butt shit as well yes. So, like, it's all at once. Just get rid of all of the shame at once. Yeah, totally. Like, I just don't care. I have no shame. But it's just incredible how, um, yeah, how, well, I don't even know. I went on a tangent there. But it has, like, it has changed in such a short amount of time already. Women are starting to realize that, um, yeah, like, they are. Like they're allowed to talk, essentially. They yeah, can talk about like, themselves. It's so natural and it's not something to be shamed about. And I think um, I wrote about like how the tyranny of patriarchal religion basically demonized women as the original mm. sinners. Like we have been literally demonized the original sinners. And now because of that religious influence from like thousands or something years ago, yeah. society still carries that outdated view that menstruation and anything to do with women actually is shameful and disgusting and should basically be hidden. And it's only now that we're starting to reconnect with, like, before that, like, fully ancestrally, mm. with how this was actually sacred. Yes. And then they knew the power of it, and men knew the power of it. Um, as well, it was, like, this big thing of, like, wow, the women are going to go away and have this amazing time of introspection together and, that was their most, like, most people think it's their most intuitive time. Um, I certainly feel that in myself. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that was so sacred and so celebrated, and then we had that influence that kind of changed that, and now we're just coming out the other side. And it's funny, I've had some really similar experiences to, like, what you just talked about. Like, 
was speaking about um, my period at the breakfast table um, not too long ago and that did not go down well with the men at the table. Wow, yeah. Got up and left, and we're like, that's just not appropriate. And I was like, oh, what? The fact that I bleed every month. Um, what do you mean? That's not appropriate. Like, that's just the most normal thing and, ever. And they and talk about, crazy. like, getting, like, what? Oh, I can't even think oh, of the geez. word for when they get themselves. Oh, <laughs> oh, anything, anything, Juicing into a jar or a watermelon or something. I don't know, whatever they do. Whatever they do, whatever, who knows? It's <laughs> totally fine to talk about that, but yeah. heaven forbid we should speak about, you know, literally what gave them life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've had so many of the same experiences and it's just crazy, but I think like, and then on the other hand of that, I've also spoken to some seriously incredible men and had the most open, accepting, love-filled conversations mm, around menstruation beautiful. as well. So I definitely feel like, there's a big, big shift happening. And I think it's a lot to do with women owning it as well. Yeah. Women being like, no, like this isn't okay. I'm done. I need to, I think it's time. Like we need to accept this part of us. Like we're going to bleed. I think it's like three and a half thousand days of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're going to spend bleeding. Like, come on guys. It's time that we change our attitude towards that. Because if we just continue to think that it's gross and shameful and that we hate it, we're just going to continue to suffer. And then we're going to, more importantly, continue the suffering for our daughters. So I think yes. it's time that we go, all right, let's, let's actually celebrate this and let's harness the power of it. Because when we actually can look at the cycles and the energies inherent there and change our schedules and how we live our lives to match that, Cool, then women really get powerful. That's when we really step into our power as um, beings on this planet. Yeah, totally. And I think the more shameful that we are about it, the more shameful that men are going to be about it. Because, like, you know, they're a few steps behind us because they're not experiencing it. It's like when we talk about it, it is foreign as hell to them. They, like, as far as periods go for them or, like, rags or whatever they call it, they're just like, that just means blowjob week, right? That's what a guy thinks. He's like, I don't want to know anything except for the fact that I'm going to get a blowjob for a week. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) that's as much as I want to know about your period. Everything else, that's on you, boo. (laughs) You keep it to yourself. You keep that to yourself. Yeah, totally. Even that's hilarious because it's like, oh, we're even like shamed sexually. Like we feel so unwanted for this week because it's so gross that heaven forbid we should be bleeding during sex. It's like, hey, guys, come on, step up. Yeah, yeah, totally. And as I think you, like I agree with you that men are starting to definitely just be, well, they're being forced to, I guess, um, be more, open to it um, and educating themselves more like and that's it you know they we can't really blame them because especially the ones of like you know our generation they they don't know they don't know any different they like they probably most people most guys didn't grow up in a family with a a mum who was telling them who was letting them know all about their menstrual cycle or when they sat down and told them about the birds and the bees they went oh, and your sisters or the girls at school are going to be going through this. And it's a really beautiful thing because this means that one day they'll be able to have a baby and blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. They 
probably never got told that. They were just like they probably don't even know. Yeah, you know, it was probably like, oh, mum was <laughs> mum was really bitchy there for like, and there's yeah. one week out of every month where mum's a fucking psycho. <laughs> and it's just those comments like, I don't know how you are still like you're crazy because you bleed for a week every month, and I don't even know how you're still alive. Like. <laughs> they're just like, they're just like, what? This is crazy. That's all they know. And then they kind of close their eyes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I was really lucky because I grew up in a family of like, there was no, there were no boys in our house. Just one like, you know, gay as Christmas dog. That was it. Um, <laughs> and there was five of us. So it was really, um, I was really blessed, I guess, to be around an environment that was really, um, open when it came to periods and like we would have friends over and it always was so funny to me when like we, you know we'd all have our girlfriends over or whatever and one of us would have our period or probably all of us would have our period at the same time because <laughs> that's what happens when you're in a family of girls everyone's yeah. just bleeding all at once and I would watch like so many of our girlfriends, they would get really like uncomfortable or weird or like not want to talk about it or be embarrassed because they got their period or whatever. Um, and we're all just like sitting there like, Taylor, can you please grab a tampon? There's none left. Like, you know, we'd just be screaming it out or like it was just the most normal thing in the world because I guess like essentially – like they did way, way, way back in the day where when all the women bled, they'd just like sit in a tent together and just bleed together. Yeah. That's sort of what yeah. my family did, I guess, like in a more modern way. <laughs> but it was oh, just like the lucky. word bitch was thrown around way more. We just didn't know how to handle it. But at the same time, there wasn't – we didn't know it was a beautiful thing. It was still not a beautiful thing. It was just periods are an inconvenient. That's what we've been taught. Yes, yeah, so inconvenient. Oh, I got to bleed next week. How can I skip it? Oh, yes, totally. <gasps> oh, I've got this coming up. So if I skip this one, then I'll be able to. Oh, that's so annoying. I've got this. Well, I'm just going to go on the pill so then I don't have to. That's how I first went on the pill because I was going on a school camp and I was going to get my period. And I mean, like, Back then, we didn't know how fucked up pill the pill was. Like, no, <laughs> we didn't really think about the, you know, the consequences of, you know, taking hormones for a couple of weeks. No, um, but yeah, no, that's no. why I took it because I was going to get my period on a school camp, which was going no, to be annoying. Okay. And embarrassing. Heaven forbid someone should find out. Or what would happen if you went in the water and you were bleeding? Like, oh, dear, that's not okay. I know. And I had to be in the bush. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like they used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's just, it's yeah, look, it's just next level. And I wrote a bit about, um, I'm going to be releasing a video really soon, actually, to kind of explain it more. Yeah. Um, and in that, I, it's funny, I wanted to have a section on the shame and, like, talk about all of the instances, like, women feel shame. And um, it ended up being, like, a thousand words. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. I need to I need to cut this down. But just from everything, like, when we ask our friends to check our skirt, because yeah. heaven forbid we should bleed through, we hide the tampons yes. and we walk to the bathroom. Like, we heaven forbid there's not a bin in the bathroom. That's terrifying. Um, we whisper when we're asking for tampons. Like, yes, so true. All of these situations, and I was asking all of the people around me, like, oh, when do you feel like, oh, if I'm going to someone's house, I don't want to bleed on the sheets. And just, like, all of these things, I was like, wow, there is 
so much shame that we don't even, it's just normalized for us. Um, so we didn't even true. really recognize it. That is so, so true. Actually, I remember um, when I was a teenager and um, a really good friend of mine, um, she was had been dating this boy for like, you know, quite like for a little while. And I mean, we were, you know, old enough that people were having sex and touching each other and shit. And um, she had this date with him that night and that was when they were supposed to, like, I don't know, go to the next base or whatever for the first time. Whatever that was. I can't remember which base it was. I don't think it was the last one. I think it was maybe the second one or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I even know what the bases are. What she, are they now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was genital touching involved. That's, that's all I can just picture. <laughs> um, I remember she got her period and shit that day oh, at school. Dear. And I remember... Oh my God, like I will never forget it. I remember her being so distraught. She was beside herself. She was so upset at the thought of letting this guy down because she had her period. Yes. And for some reason that's just never been able to get out of my head because it is like it's all, and this comes back to like (sighs) everything. It comes back to sex. It comes back to it's all about like pleasing them men yeah yes. and that's not Our their fault that's just like that's, no, yeah you know social conditioning it's yeah social absolutely conditioning. yeah we're here to please them isn't it funny this is why half women don't even bother asking for their orgasm they're like oh you got off okay let's just roll over yeah. and go to sleep i'll be right here like <laughs> okay <laughs> Actually, I've got a great guest coming on next week. We're going to talk about sex. I'm so excited. Um, so this is like this is going to be a good segue into the sex episode, the sex mode. <laughs> it's all so interrelated. It's just so yes. interrelated. It is. It's all about. I remember um, listening to this thing. I can't remember where the fuck I heard it. I can never tell anyone where I heard things. Um, but they were talking about how. As women, we are painted as, you know, we're the givers, right? We're always giving. Mothers, we give, 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 give. give. When, like, actually physically, we are the receivers. We are what are supposed to be receiving. We have, like, a fucking hole that a penis is supposed to come into. We receive. We don't give shit. Nah. (laughs) We receive everything. We receive... Penis, we receive baby, we receive <laughs> jizz, we receive it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even when we're getting head, we're receiving. <laughs> like, we're always <laughs> receiving. <laughs> there is absolutely really? zero giving going on. And yet, we're supposed to do all the giving. We're supposed to <laughs> just give everything. Yeah. 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 Wow. I've never thought about it like that. But that's so, so true. It is. We're so expected to please and give all the time and don't ever ask for what you need in return and oh it just comes down to everything now and I think this shame really stems stems just through everything as women just in ourselves I think we are so shamed basically just for being a woman in every regard um Mm -hmm. and now it's yeah it comes through menstruation and now it's definitely ingrained in sex like you just said we just give and give and give and we never ask for in return I think menstruation is a really powerful place to start as far as 
trying to regain back our power. I think by um, getting to know our cycle, and I can actually, you know, and um, you you can say the same, I guess, coming from the perspective of people who have started to really learn about, like for me, learn about my cycle and create a relationship with it and get rid of the tampons and the pads and instead get a menstrual cup and really start to learn about my cycle and learn about my blood and learn about my bleeding and my body and what it means and instead of fighting it, accepting it, um, already there's so much empowerment from that, you know, and there's so so much. And from that, like, if you can find power in that, which is, you know, what makes you a woman... Like that's the diff- one of the hugest differences between you and someone walking around with a sausage between their legs. Like yep. if you can connect with that and you can get to know that, then just imagine the power that can, like how much you can grow from that. Do it's you agree? so incredible. Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. Like for me, now that I know my cycles and I know which phase I'm in, like today I'm on day seven. Um, which mm-hmm. is actually pre-ov- pre-ovulation phase. That's the integration phase. So that's mm-hmm. when we really craving learning and planning and scheduling and integrating. And for me, having that information and when I wake up and I'm like, oh, I just need to write some lists. Um, mm-hmm. Being able to go, oh, that's why I just feel so powerful. And then when I go into my premenstrual phase and I feel myself getting a little bit agitated and I can feel myself being hypercritical, I go, oh, it's okay. I know I'm hypercritical, but if I can just go internal with this um, mm-hmm. and kind of look at my life, I have so many more self-realizations. All of my shadows start to get exposed. And I feel so empowered when I do that. Instead of snapping at people and getting like angry at myself, I'm like, oh no, this, this energy is really, really important if I can use it in the right way. I love and that. As a, yes, and it's just, as a woman, oh my goodness gracious. And just being able to say to someone, you know what, no, sorry, I don't want to have coffee this week. I'm actually, I'm menstruating and I just want to rest. Can we, can we move that next week? Yes. I'm so, oh, my poor friends, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I know you need help, but now's not a good time for me. Next week I can do it. No, I'm you're lucky like, friends because they, right. they then imagine in, imagine a world where we're all sitting there going, no, I'm on my this, like I'm a number, you know, day whatever of my cycle and so I just need to stay home today. And being like, oh, yes, girl, you know, do you need anything? Like, just let me know if you need me. I'll send you, like, a wheat pack or something. <laughs> like, exactly. Here's a chocolate. Like, yeah, totally. Here's just, a black chocolate. <laughs> that's me every time. Yeah. Oh, premenstrual. I'm like, give me all the chocolate. But it's so powerful. You're exactly right. And when we can, like, it deepens our relationship because when we – realize that, oh we're not so giving this week but we can understand why and we can communicate that with our partners they don't feel like they've done something wrong they can actually turn around yeah. and go oh okay how can I support and honor you here do you need me to run a bath do you mean me to do this it's like instead of just being like oh, I don't want to go to family dinner tonight they're like that's okay I'll move it till next week when you're you know you're going to be in pre-ovulation so you're going to want to go oh my god how powerful. I love that I literally got goosebumps all over my body I just pictured having your menstrual calendar in my house and my whole family even my two-year-old being able to and yeah exactly especially for Chris because I'm really open about like you need to be a part of this like especially if we've yeah. got like we've got a girl and potentially another girl to be yeah imagine it being like you're educating them and then they're educating 
you're educating your children and that's the norm. Like this is just the normal thing where like we support each other through this cycle because just as um, growing a child is something that you do together, being pregnant is something you do together, making a baby is something you do together, having a baby is something you do together and so is raising a baby and like being a woman like you part of you being able to create these children to be able to continue to create life is your menstrual cycle so something Mm -hmm. if that can be something that you do together as well and be able to understand and for them to be able to understand that's so powerful it's so powerful I went to this amazing talk um and this woman was actually speaking about menstrual cycles and she said oh my husband actually figured out that when I ovulate from my left ovary, my cycle's two days shorter than when <laughs> I ovulate from my right. And my mind blew up. That's nuts. I was like, holy, sh-. she was like, he's better at tracking it than I am. And I was like, you know what? Hands down, props to that dude. Like, That's what so a cool. fucking champion. To that be would be Chris. Just- <laughs> oh, it's the best. Imagine coming home, feeling shit because you're just gone into the first day of the premenstruation, which for me is like a hell day. I'm turning to the devil. Um, <laughs> I, I need to not see people on that day, but see, I'm aware of it, so I'm like, I'm not leaving the house. But imagine coming <laughs> home to like a, a bath that's been run. Yeah. And like, honestly, it's so simple because once you've tracked it, they can like clockwork. Like they literally know what day it is. You track it, you go, okay, I'm day 19, so tomorrow is going to be pre-menstruation, Let's, like we're good to go. Like how perfect. They actually can play as, I think they play an incredibly integral role in this. And mm. especially because obviously we can track our fertility naturally. I mean, we're very much told that we can't and you need to go on the pill or use condoms or whatever, but mm-hmm. it can very much be done naturally. And I think that is 100% um, their role as well. Absolutely. Like, that's not just left to us. They, mm-hmm. need to, they need to definitely play a role. So they need to know when we're fertile and when we're not and when precautions need to be taken and when not. And something as simple as this calendar allows them all of the information in one place. They just look and go, oh, okay, she's on day 17. What's that mean for me? That means she's ovulating. Like, okay, perfect. <laughs> do we want like, a baby or do we not want a baby? <laughs> <laughs> do we yeah. attempt the pull-out method or do we go a little bit safer <laughs> than that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. And like, and I feel like it actually allows them to be more powerful as men. Yeah. At their core, they do want to know. They do want to. I think like totally. they're so told not to, but when they start knowing about it and understanding it and seeing how amazing it is and that it literally gave them life and the part that they play in that life creation, mm-hmm. they want to know. They want to play their part. Totally. So giving them, they just don't know how. They're like, I don't know anything except when you're bleeding and when you're not. So they don't know what to do. But when we can give them the information or they can go somewhere to find it, whew, powerful. So true. And I I love what you said about they want to know because that is really true. Like, you know, we were talking about how different life has become since like, you know, even just my grandfather's time, which isn't that long ago. That's only three generations ago um, to now where like men real like you know the the role of the father is so different to what it ever used to be you know like and they love it they love being more nurturing they love being more involved they love to be they love being a part of the birth and they love being a part of you know Chris was the one that was 
helping Maddie latch on to me for the first time and he was guiding me and like all of that and they and they like they love that role so we are denying them the opportunity of loving another role you know or yeah Yeah, that's so true by not sharing the information we're almost keeping toxic masculinity alive instead of being like let's talk about this and here how can I give you the information that you need to be able to serve me best better or best or at all in fact here you go like here's a tool that you can use as well as I can use and if we can both be on board with this well our relationship is going to go to a whole new level Mm, yeah absolutely um I have some questions that I wrote down oh probably 10 minutes ago now like words (laughs) that I was like (laughs) go back to this (laughs) um my first question was um I'm not sure like whether you actually know this but if you're pregnant for example which I am which is why I'm asking because I'm selfish um (laughs) do you still I guess cycle because like even what you were describing um like you know the different days and and I guess the feelings that are associated with particular with like your cycling um I was like I still I still feel that even though I'm pregnant and I'm not actually having a period or anything like that, I'm still feel like I'm on that sort of roller coaster. And I'm and, I don't uh, know how it works. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know how it works either, to be bluntly honest. However, yeah, we does. are cyclical beings. And like even if it's not hormone related, I feel like in terms of the moon, you would totally be connected to the energies of the moon and what yeah, they're true. doing. And as women, we do fluctuate. So I need to find out more because actually it's funny you ask. So many women who have been pregnant or are breastfeeding, I've been like, I want a calendar. I just don't know how to use it yet. Yeah, well, Um, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to get started. And I will get the information back to you because there has to be a way of doing this because you are cyclical. Whether you're pregnant or breastfeeding or not, your body doesn't just stop. Yeah, like I really think you're, we're still cyclical, and there'll still be the inherent moon energies that we will be connected with, and that just goes through. We use the seasons to kind of denote those, like we use winter, spring, summer, and fall, because when we use seasons, we kind of know, like we all know in winter that you want to just hibernate, so yeah. that's the new moon, and we all know in hibernate. summer you want to be super expressive and like all out in the sun and fun, and that's the full moon. Yeah. So we will still cycle with the moon's energies, regardless of where we're at. So in that regard, the calendar is still 100% helpful because it has all of the moon phases on it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think – I know someone messaged me the other day and was like, oh, um, I think I'm going to get one for when I have breastfeeding because I think I'll get my period back um, pretty quickly. Um, But I don't really know because I've heard not a lot of women – some women don't get it until they finish Mm. breastfeeding. I I didn't get my period back for – it was – I. I think almost 14 months after I had Maddie. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You have to still be cycling. Like your body surely doesn't just stop. Oh, it was, I've, I did a pregnancy test every fucking month. I literally, I was like, I must be, I don't understand why am I feeling like this? And it was always the same time every month. I was like, which I can just, if, like looking back in hindsight, I'm like, that's probably when I would have been menstruating, I guess, you know, that's when my hormones were just like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. That's and when I was like, women, must be pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. Well, yeah. you hear of women getting pregnant like the next month. 
So, like, kids yeah. people have kids nine months apart. So you yeah. might be ovulating. Yeah, well, and some women I know, like, and it's it's different for everyone. Some of my friends got their period back two weeks after they gave birth and yeah, other friends, like, you know, took a few months and I don't know anyone who took longer than around the same as me. But yeah. um, And then as soon as I stopped, I my period was a bit all over the shop. It only just started to get normal when I stopped breastfeeding and then I fell pregnant straight away. So I don't even, like, my, my body and I, You're like, we don't know. What we, we have no idea what's just gone on the past few years. <laughs> like, fuck me. We were just surviving. <laughs> so, I'm going to find all this out because I think, like, there has to be information around that for women who are um, pregnant and breastfeeding because I think we are still cyclical because you would, I'm sure you'd feel your hormones are fluctuating. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Plus you're sleep deprived, so it's like it's like just on another level. <laughs> PMS just on steroids. Um, I would like to ask you before we um, have to wrap up because you and I will talk for 300 years. Um, yes, we will. Now that we've spoken so much about the calendar and like, you know, we've, we've discussed, like, I guess it's importance and all this kind of stuff. Can you give us actually like even just a little bit of a um, summary rundown of what Mm -hmm. your cycle looks like or what it, like what it is supposed to look like really? Yeah, for sure. So our cycles average around 28 days, but obviously everything I'm about to say changes um, woman to woman, because some women only bleed for three days and some bleed for five or mm. six. So our cycle length is around 28 days, give or take. Yeah. Um, so day one of our cycle is the first day you start bleeding. So that's our reference point of day one. When you start bleeding, that's menstruation. So that's when our estrogen and our testosterone and our progesterone are at their lowest. Mm. So that's why we have no energy. And that's why when we're menstruating, we feel like just we just need to rest, basically. Yeah. So then as we're meant, so that's when, yeah, our hormones are low, we have low energy. So based on the calendar, that's what we call winter. Mm-hmm. So then as our hormones start to increase, we go into our pre-ovulation phase. So that's at around day five. It's between day five and day 13. So when you stop bleeding till the day you ovulate. Um, and that's the integration phase. So that's as our hormones are starting to rise. We get a little testosterone kick in here. And this is what we call spring. So this is when we have like mental creativity. We want to learn. We want to plan and schedule. We want to integrate what the intentions that we set when we were menstruating. We want to, we kind of have this new energy because our hormones are rising. If we're not at peak energy yet, but we want to start planning and scheduling and start doing things. For me, I get quite overwhelmed in this phase. Um, I can really feel my energy rising and I want to do so, so much. So, for me, I need to really ground myself here um, mm-hmm. and remind myself not to burn out. So then we ovulate at around day 13-ish of our cycles. Now, in terms of fertility, we're fertile around three days before we ovulate and three days after we ovulate. So um, this is when we're hella horny and just like wanting to jump yeah. on anything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are quite right. Because it is summer. <laughs> so we yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our hormones are at their max 
So we're yeah. super loving. We just want to like, we're super empathetic. We love everyone. Your husband all of a sudden is the greatest person in the whole world. Because um, <laughs> and- <laughs> he didn't put a baby in you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Your libido is like heightened to the max. So yeah. that's the ovulation phase. And yeah, that's because all of our um, hormones are at their max. So that mm. lasts from maybe day 13-ish to around day 20-ish, depending. So then all of a sudden, all of our hormones just decide to leave our body at a rapid pace. Um, And that's why we get penis. Um, That's when we go into our premenstrual phase. So this is fall, um, hence our hormones are falling. Um, So this Mm. is when our hormones are rapidly decreasing and we get kind of snappy. Now, the reason we feel snappy is because in summer, we're super external. We want to give everything to everyone. But then overnight, we literally, all the hormones <laughs> are gone. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yay, everyone come over. <laughs> oh, my God, like summer you, like um, ovulation you makes heaps of plans. And then premenstrual you is just like everyone needs to fuck off. I'm so off ovulation me for making all these plans with everyone. <laughs> I mean, I love, I, I love knowing that. Like, and it's so funny you talk about all those phases, and I guess like it's just such a knowing as a woman, like without even realizing it or tracking it or anything like that, you know that that's exactly what you do <laughs> every single fucking month. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, that's why I'm just like so happy one second, and like, like we're not all getting around with just like bipolar. We're actually just women like that's what we do we're, we're just all over the place women it's you know, that's I the love beauty that of you it said that we're not crazy we're just women with seriously fluctuating hormones that we know nothing about and yeah. when we do know about them i know when i'm coming up to pre-menstruation so i know i warn people i'm sorry i'm hypercritical gonna be hypercritical tomorrow like Seriously, just ignore me. Just hand me a tea and leave me alone and we'll be all good. Like, <laughs> just let me go. <laughs> I, and it's like there's so much power in that. And there's yeah. so much power in when you snap at someone going, oh, sorry, that was my hormones speaking. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah. like I don't take responsibility for anything I say to anybody tonight. <laughs> it's just the hormones. So <laughs> if oh, I call you a bad so word. Good. It's not me. It's not me, I swear. <laughs> but it's so funny. As, as women, we're so conditioned to think 
We need to be super giving, super social, 100% mm-hmm. of the time. We need to achieve the same as we do day in, day out. This yeah. level of productivity needs to remain the same. We're condemned for being cyclical. We're not supposed to fluctuate. And the second yeah. we do, we're just called crazy or premenstrual. But in actual fact, it's the most natural thing in the world. And it is what gives us our power. We can't give unless we've rested. Yeah, like, that's so true. And that goes for everyone, really. But it yeah, really especially goes for everybody. We just have cycles that give us the perfect phases. It's so great. Menstruation, I'm like, yes, get to stay in bed for a week. Like, it's so, it's so great because we can really go, okay, I'm menstruating next week. I'm going to, yeah, take a bath. Or I'm going to read more books or I'm going to slow down. Mm. Um, and it's so amazing to literally have these phases that lend themselves to that. And when we can surrender and accept it, oh, life gets so much easier. So true. And I just thought about like, really, the more that we know about it, the more that we just, um, I guess we sort of touched on this about bringing, I guess, your family along on the journey. But like, I think about even just being at home with my toddler and like, you know, I have those days where I'm just like, God, I just want to sit and watch movies all day. Like, I'm so sorry. You're too. And like, I should be doing sensory play with you or I should be doing art or like teaching you ABCs or something. But I don't want to like, yeah, mama just want to watch the Kardashians for like 10 hours straight. (laughs) But, you know, instead of, um, feeling the guilt or feeling like you can't do that or feeling like um, you're a bad mum for for feeling like that or whatever it is, bringing them along for the journey, explaining it to them. And the, the thing with kids is they – I wrote a bit about this the other day about how much they just take in what we do. They don't give a shit about what we tell them. They are just constantly copying and mimicking what we're doing. If you say fuck four times, they're going to say fuck four times. If if you meditate every morning with them, they're going to start doing the same thing, you know, just stuff like that, which is something that I've been noticing with my daughter is like, I'm like, I am in, I am responsible for the habits that she creates by creating them myself. So like, you know, if I'm taking her along on that journey and I'm sitting there going, mummy's, you know, not really feeling up to doing a lot today because of, you know, this, this and this, and you can explain it to them in whatever way that, you know, is appropriate to be talking to a two-year-old or a (laughs) six-year-old or however old they are, then that becomes the norm for them. And that will then and become the norm for their family and their children. It's exactly right. And how incredible to teach the importance of rest yeah. to our kids. And yeah. like, especially little girls, like for them to go, oh, it's okay for me to just rest now. And mm-hmm. it's actually not just okay, really, really important yeah. and should be celebrated that's just so important to teach them at that age because they're going to go out into the world and sadly resting isn't really celebrated um it's more condemned than anything else so yeah be productive and just teaching them okay wow it's okay to rest today it's okay to just feel like watching movies you know what let's just do that yeah honor ourselves and honor what our body needs today and we are just going to have a movie day and how exciting let's get popcorn yeah Um, and we don't have to be hustling it. all the time. <laughs> we don't. We can't. We can't. We burn out. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I've tried. It's so hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Being a, really. a girl boss or whatever. <laughs> it's just a journey I'm on every month. I'm currently just came out of menstruation and I'm just, yeah, day seven. So I'm just in pre-ovulation and I'm already feeling the guilt for not. I have all of these amazing plans that I want to do, but I'm like, you know what? Kind of just still not feeling totally energetic. I'm mm. just going to lie on the beach for a few hours. And just oh my God, even so me, sad. I still get the guilt. But just being like, no, it's okay. Like you, when we rest, we're so much more productive when mm. we're supposed to be. And that's why we need to do it. Because if we're going off 100% the whole time, we can't give as much as we can because we're exhausted. But when we rest and let ourselves recuperate, whew, we can give so much more in those phases that we um, are supposed to be giving. Yeah, totally. And those guilts that we're feeling, they're not. that's not our own guilt. That's the guilt that we've been taught to feel. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, so... That's the conditioning, sweet <laughs> Absolutely. And so, you know, it's our responsibility to change that for our children so that they, they don't have to feel it. So they get to live without those conditionings. <laughs> exactly Lucky right. bastards. Um, well, no, but we paved the way. We paved the way. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Um, just, <laughs> I just <laughs> looked like, at the time for the next four hours. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I feel like I could talk about this forever. I love talking about this shit. I could talk about menstrual cycles and women and wombs and all that kind of stuff forever. Um, which is, and I hope all other women feel the same. I feel like we should, like, that's where, that's where we should be at and get yeah. men involved when it's just like, ugh. I just, just love conversating all the time. Yeah, let's talk about like how we can change the world and shit. Like, I don't want to talk about Kardashians. Um, only sometimes <laughs> when I'm menstruating. That's when I want to talk about Kardashians. <laughs> don't ask me about my opinions on the universe. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell you what's happening in married at first sight. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so so much for coming on. Oh, I forgot to. I did this last week as well. So this whole like this year. Um, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to ask all of my guests, um, you know, these particular questions. And because I love personality profiling, right, um, I like whenever I meet people, I always have these sort of like kind of like three main questions that I ask them either str- like really in their face, like please answer these questions so I can get an understanding of what kind of person they are. Um, or I kind of, depending on the person, I might ask them a bit more inadvertently. But um, these are them. I was supposed to ask you at the start. I'm going to forget every single week. But so the first question is, like drum roll, what <laughs> friend's character are you? Oh, my housemates always say that I'm Rachel. Oh, great. I felt like you were Rachel. <laughs> Felt Such that. A Rachel. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, this is I meet people and I'm like a Rachel. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, such a baby. <laughs> see, this is how I like <laughs> I personality profile everyone myself. Um, so okay, you're Rachel, awesome, great. Um, the, the who I had on last week, they were Rachel as well. So <laughs> gotta find another oh, character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chandler, in case anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> that's what everyone tells me. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> um, so next question is, what's your star sign? Because I love knowing people's star signs. I'm a Libran. Oh, so is my sister. 
I I'm love Liberan too. too. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's probably a Liberan. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I, I, I also just love when people, when I ask people what their star signs are, especially even if I don't like know anything about their star sign, I love being like, oh, especially when they don't know a lot about star signs and they're like, oh, what does it mean? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're an <laughs> Oh, you're a Scorpio. Oh, that's unlucky. <laughs> anyway. Um, and the last question is, what Disney princess are you? Oh, I've never been asked that question. Oh, my God, no way. I clearly grew up in a family of girls. We watch Friends and Disney movies. <laughs> and Sandra Bullock movies. Um, what Disney princess would I be? Mm. Oh, that's really hard. I feel like I would be um, Pocahontas. Oh my god, I was about to say Pocahontas. <gasps> yeah, I feel like I'd be Pocahontas. See, I'm so good at this. I should be telling everyone what they are. <laughs> yeah, you can answer these questions <laughs> for us. <laughs> like what my gifts are, being able to tell you what friend's character you are and which Disney princess you are. God, I'm so clever. Um, okay, that is awesome. That's exactly that's that's the information that I need to know. Now everyone knows exactly the kind of person you are. That's all the personality profiling that anybody ever needs. Um, oh, that's right. We we're wrapping it up. Okay, so let us know how can we how can now that everyone's listened to you, they want to know all about you. They want to be able to find you, and they want a fucking calendar. So tell us how everyone can do that. And get a calendar. So, easiest way is probably to jump on my Instagram. So, Emma Nevison is spelled M-E-V-I-S-O-N. Um, if they just jump on there, the link's in my bio and it sends them straight to the page where they can get the calendar from. Awesome. Um, the calendar is just pay whatever you feel. I believe in an economy of generosity, so I just want people to pay what they think the calendar is worth to them or whatever they can afford to pay because I really, really just want it in the hands of as many possible people as we can. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> so beautiful. God, imagine if that was just like everything in the world. Um uh, oh, and I will have <coughs> I will have all of that in the show notes as well, just in case anyone um, has a brain like mine, where I like hear things but I don't listen, <laughs> like to information like that. But yeah, like someone sorry. will tell me a phone number, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> say that again. <laughs> yeah, I did. Sorry, I didn't listen to a single thing you just said. <laughs> I heard it though. Um, well, thank you so much, M, for coming on. It really that was a beautiful beautiful interview i really loved talking um about menstrual cycles i always do and i feel like it's something that you know i just want to talk about more and we should be talking about more um and i encourage everyone listening right now to really um take a be brave enough to get to know yourself be brave enough to fuck the pill off be brave enough to fuck all that stuff off and actually take control of your own period in your own cycle and um, get to know your own body so that then you can teach your children about their body. And, you know, all of a sudden we're not depending on pharmaceuticals and drugs to be able to, um, I don't know, get through life anything. or anything <laughs> at all. We can actually yeah. just, you know, how empowering if we can heal ourselves. Um, yeah, if you could, yeah, absolutely. Can if you could leave everyone with one piece of information or one bit of advice, what would it be, or inspiration, whatever it is? 
just for them to recognize how powerful they are. I think mm. society's told us that we're not and we need all these external sources to validate us and to find the answers and to give us the answers. But everything you need to know is within you. You are just so, so powerful. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Or I hope everyone just leaves now just like crying and just <laughs> sitting there putting their fists in the air. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Let's we'll see you all next week. <laughs> thank uh, you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane, created, hosted, and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au.